Hello and welcome to Vampire Fatigue, your weekly recap for superheroes. We are here to talk about all the metas on television right now, which is not much because it's not October yet. Boo! But we do have Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, Preacher, and Winona Earp. Mm-hmm. I, I forgot that Cloak and Dagger was over for a second. Mm-hmm. I got very scared. Um, we're also, I think, starting next week, going to be revisiting Young Justice. Woo! We're like, yes. Picking back up. And Earth's Mightiest Heroes. Eh, you know. I no! Will, it, it's, okay. I will street stab So, you. in my defense, it's like Young Justice, but not as good. So Now! <laughs> especially because... Season two of Earth's Mightiest Heroes is all about scrolls. So really oh, excited. nice. And okay. Season two, episode ten is the fucking best. We'll see. Look, we'll see. We'll see. But yeah. So Seasons. we're we're gonna be checking that out. Uh, we may check out the new Constantine animated show also that started up. And mm-hmm. someone is a goddamn cheater face and already watched it. We're looking at Beatrice right That's now. That's me. I think yeah, I watched the first episode. Yeah, I, I like that turn. it's voiced uh, <laughs> by Matt Ryan still. That it makes is. Me yeah. Happy. He's great. So, any news? I'm, like, shook that all the shows come back in October. I'm used to back in the 90s when I was deep into television and everything mm-hmm. started in, like, September. Yeah. yeah. And I'm, like, I'm not all right with it moving out farther. Mm-mm. On the plus side, we have stuff like Netflix that keeps well, putting out random shows here and there. Mm-hmm. We've got, actually, shoot, something's... Is there a new Netflix? It's called The Innocence. Is that what you're talking about? No, like, no, I thought there was Norwegian. a new... Uh, MCU Netflix show coming out soon, but mm. um, I don't think so. Jake's, damn it! <clears throat> yeah, there is a Was new show. Danny Rand season two. Ugh. I know they they showed the the teaser for that. Um, or do you mean like a new new? Oh no, just the the next whatever ah. the next thing airing is. Oh, I did see that. Not only is our favorite Superman Tyler Hecklin mm. going to be back for the big crossover coming up. But they're talking about doing a new show starring Tyler Hackett. Shut the fuck up! What? And so it would be like, it would be like Justice League, sort of. What? Because it would be Superman and Batwoman and, Lo- and Lois Lane. I can't even deal with this. <laughs> Wait, didn't Batwoman just get a show? Would it be the same Batwoman? Would it be Ruby Rose? It would have to be the same bat. That would be oh, yeah. weird. No, otherwise. it'd be Ruby Rose. I, I, but then, how does she do her own show and a Justice League show? Hang on, I'm gonna have to look this up because I'm terrible at remembering things. Also, yeah, it is apparently Iron Fist hits September second. No one cares. September seventh. Literally, no one cares. You know what? If hopefully they took a lot of feedback from the first one, and he took a lot of acting lessons. I don't know what to tell you, and kung fu lessons, and they got a new star, and you know, <laughs> maybe it'll be good. We'll see. I guess it's not officially a new show yet. It's just that he, that Superman, Batwoman, and Lois Lane are going to appear in the crossover event. Uh, okay, and so they're yeah. talking about setting up a new show that could potentially star Tyler Hunter. Is it Ruby Rose, Batwoman? Yes. In this this crossover event that they're already talking about? Yes. What? Yes. That's dope. That's hella dope. Mm-hmm. They're going to have her ready to go already? Is it going to crossover in like, it's like episode six? Yeah, it's coming up pretty quick. December, I think. Early December. And then they want her show to start Start in in mid-season. All right. Well, that... Oh, so it's like a backdoor pilot, kind of. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that's that's how they... That's how they did Legends. Isn't it? uh, Kind of? No. 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 I mean, that was how they introduced the Hawk people. That's right. Blah. Hawk people. Yeah, apparently they haven't they haven't cast their Lois Lane yet, so they're still looking. Yeah. And so I'm just like, oh my god, hire somebody awesome. 
because Lois Lane is amazing. Mm-hmm. They should hire a woman of color. They won't, but they should. I know. There are some people who were talking about diff- on um, Mary Sue about who they should hire. A lot of them were Do you remember Kira from Teen Wolf? The sword yes. fox? Yes. They should hire her. She's amazing. Oh you, go, you go along with, like, Smallville, how all the lanes were Asian. Mm-hmm. Nice little shout-out. Who is played Lucy Lane? Something Hale. Her last name's Hale. No, is it Lucy Jenna Hale? Dewan Jenna Dewan! Jenna oh, Dewan Tatum. Oh, wow. I never put together that the, she she was married to the, the Channing Tatum one. Buddy. Ah. Buddy, oh no. Well, no, no, no. I mean, like, <clears throat> I knew that she as a person was. I somehow did not recognize her from Step Up stuff as right. the same person as her in Supergirl. Right, right, right. That's weird. That's fair. Uh. Well, she was in Ballerina Get Up and Step Up, and she's wearing a full Air Force uniform in yeah, Supergirl. Yeah, true, true, true. Okay, so anyway. Did let's, they break up? They did, unfortunately. No, yeah, it's too bad. So because well, maybe like, he'll date a man now. Nice. He won't, but that'd be great. Yeah, apparently the, yeah, I don't know if we knew this already, but Legends of Tomorrow is not going to be a part of nope. the crossover event. Bullshit. Yeah. So it's only going to be three episodes, but Superman is going to be in all three of them. I'm back in. All three? What? All three episodes. Oh, no. And remember when you used to hate Superman? Remember when he wasn't Tyler Hecklin? I know. That's they, why. They just have to know how to get you. Ooh, his dumb face and his big butt. He is going to share screen time with The Flash. Just great. Dude, which, honestly, I'm super happy for Grant Gustin, because mm-hmm. that guy has, like, pictures of tiny little Grant Gustin in, like, a suit pulling it apart with the Superman thing. Like, he is Aww. the biggest Superman fan. That's amazing. Yeah. I can't wait for The Flash, Sunshine Superman, and Supergirl to be in the same room as Oliver. <laughs> oh, no, I am no. as so excited. Same room as Diggle. Well, Diggle's just going to be weird about it, but <laughs> Oliver is so grumpy, and it's going to uh, be yeah. like three sons, and he's just not going to know what to do with himself. Yeah. I would watch that episode. I want them all together, plus have Martian Manhunter show up, and then we're like three quarters of the way to Justice League at that point. And then oh you're just God. too aroused to continue Yeah, no, like, breathing. honestly, yes. cancel mm-hmm. their shows, make a Justice League show, let me throw money at you. <laughs> you Good can't job. see it, but I was, I was throwing right, money. Let's, let's, let's move into okay. shows. Let's, you know, let's start with Jessica Jones, because it was a season finale, and I want to get it out of the way. I have to say that I was pretty bummed by this episode. It was a downer. Yeah. I mean, end of season one was a downer, but in like a fuck yeah okay. kind of way. End of season one, I don't think was a downer at all. End of season one, the last five minutes were like fucking baller End of season shit. one, she still was a pretty broken person at the end of it. Yeah, but what was driving that was gone. Oh, sure, so sure. there was hope and optimism at the end of season one. There was, there was a good, clean end, and it felt like she had was making good strides, and it felt like we had um, closure is what mm-hmm. I'm going for here. Whereas this ending feels like an open wound that in a way that I think the other ending did not. Yeah. And... Like, I'm still mad about the whole Trish storyline. I feel like they the show just really... They did her dirty. Yeah. And it didn't make any... And her and Jess falling apart over this really doesn't make much sense to me. So it watching it, it feels like a plot point rather than a natural progression. Yeah, it, it pulled me out of the show. A yeah. uh, very quick recap for this episode, anyone who hasn't seen it. <laughs> um, we open up with Jess being kidnapped by her mom. They're in a trailer heading to the border. Her mom basically... Tries to talk around to, hey, let's just go somewhere together. You can keep me calm. Cool. Jess is not super having it. There is 
in accident with a family and an explodey truck. They they manage to pull most of the people out. They're both pumped. Jess is like, yeah, let's do it. Okay, fine. Let's, fuck United States. We're going to Canada. Or, you know, whatever. Um, and then it just kind of falls apart. Like, Trish finds out where they are. She tracks them down. Jess and her mom are having, a, like, a heart-to-tart in a Ferris wheel. And then Trish shoots her mom in the head. And she's dead now. Um, and that was most of the episode. Well, and of course, also the stuff with, with Malcolm and Jerry. Yeah, so Malcolm's now working with uh, Chang, and they're both on retainer for Jerry, mm-hmm. and... Doing some stuff that sounds hella sketch. Yeah, sketchish. I mean, I honestly, I don't think anything they're doing is any more sketch than any of the stuff Jess would do for her. Well, also, Malcolm illegally recorded someone. That's true. So uh, he... You don't know, I, New York might only be a single, single consent state. Um, I'm gonna look it up. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Or I guess you're going to look it up. Uh, Clickety-clackety keyboard. People need to hear me. Oh, yep. One-party consent state. So. I know. Illinois is also a one-party consent state. California, two-party Yeah, consent. which I appreciate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Though it does mean that every time I answer the phone at work, I have to say, this call may be monitored for quality and Oh, purposes. yeah. Um, you should have just Wait, like an- so when you don't hear that, it means you're in a one-party consent state? Mm-hmm. Well, no, if you're calling from California, it, it doesn't matter what the other state is. Because you're calling from Cal- yeah. California. You're Ooh. still... But if I was calling from New York, I wouldn't hear that. If you're calling from New York to a call center in New York. Yeah. If you're calling to a call center in California, they would still have to do that. Oh, if either man, state the part... to state law is weird. It, it is weird, yeah. yeah. It's tough, man. Anyway. Uh, yeah, so... I'm actually pretty proud of Malcolm. Oh, I'm super happy for him. Yes. Like... Jess has just been shitty to him this entire season, and, like, I get where she's coming from to an extent. I don't. He's also, the best thing that's happened to her, and yeah. she treats him like dirt for no reason other than she just doesn't want to have to care about people. Well, and the, and that's the problem. That's where I get where she's coming from, is she she's deathly afraid anyone she cares for is going to die, and then she's going to be hurt again. All right, fair. So she drives them away. And... You know, dude tried real hard to... He did. Oh, yeah. So I, I don't blame him at all for just being like, you know, fuck it, I'm out. And even after that, he didn't He didn't even bail. Like, he stayed and finished the work that he told her he would finish yeah. and then left her a key. Yeah, exactly. You know, he didn't He didn't trash the place. He didn't do anything He shitty. fixed it he up. He fixed everything because he is a solid dude. Yeah. And man, post haircut with that suit? Mm. I tell you, we were very disturbed. I was he, so he sad. cut his hair. But he we're does like, look great. He, mm, yeah. That suit with that pattern tie, yeah. loving it. On point. Um, and so, yeah, what else? Uh, Trish has some sort of powers. That was great. She's that got last, that last, reflexes. Yeah, where she like, I thought it was going to be something else going on. Um, but no, it's just her like catching her phone with her foot. I was like, yeah, more like catching her phone. <sighs> there were so many cat references. Like the nurse told her that There's she used two up of two your or nine. Lives. Oh, I know. Um, also, her mom is the literal worst. Can we, can we spend five minutes talking about, like, no, someone because... on the Jessica Jones writing staff has some mom problems that they are working out through this show. Yeah. Because well, all of the moms on this I show feel like suck. Even, even in the comics, Trisha's mom was pretty yeah. terrible. Because it she she did do the child actor thing and was exploited yeah, by yeah, her mom. Yeah. But, yeah, no, like... It's just hard going ugh. from a scene with a terrible mom to a scene with a terrible uh, mom. I know, To a yeah. scene with a terrible mom to a scene... And I'm like, oh, my God! Yeah, oh, because it is so 
over the line unfair for her mom to say it is your responsibility to protect the, basically to protect the world from me yeah that you are the only thing that can keep me okay yeah go, it reminds go me fuck of, yourself check yeah. into rikers it reminds me of when people who are in abusive relationships with someone who tells them if you leave me i'll kill myself which that is not your job. It's not yeah. my problem. That no. sounds like a you problem. I need to take care of my Yeah, shit. or I hit you and then say, "Oh, this is your fault. You made me do this." Yeah, thing. you, you yeah. should have Yeah, no, it was your fault. If the dinner was If you were better, I wouldn't have to. Yeah, yeah. Look so what that, you made me do. Yeah, this is a lot of pressure on Jessica is like, "Oh, we have to stay together because you're the only one who can And I like how Jessica was like, "This is bullshit." Yeah. I did appreciate that. Yeah, I think I don't know. My season recap for me like this would have been, I think, a very interesting seven-ish episodes. Yeah. I, I really wish Netflix would either, you know, even go the, the Daredevil route and really try to push two arcs in a single season. Yeah. I don't think it super worked with the Elector half, but, you know, the Punisher half was a nice, tight arc. Yeah. yeah. Um, or just break out of their 13-episode well, I agree with thing. that because the first season of Luke Cage was two arcs, and the first arc was amazing with Cottonmouth, and the second arc sucked. But I think that's mostly because we had Marshall Ali as Dude, Cottonmouth, and he was just and too how good. do you how do yeah. you follow that? Like it sucked for Diamondback, yeah. like to follow poor that Diamondback, up. right? <laughs> and so, like that's less Netflix's fault and more just Marshall Ali is too good for this world. Yeah, <laughs> but like I agree that I think it could have been. Her mom as a villain is really only a one arc villain. Yeah. There's two, not enough there. Or do seven episodes that are about the mom and throw us four episodes of Jessica just working cases. Yeah. Being yeah. someone because who helps people. Out of any show, she can have throwaway episodes yes. that yes. are just, oh, are let just me take some time to make some yeah. money. Yeah. No, I think we, we had the same complaint about Jessica Jones season Last one. Last year, yeah. Where there's not enough of her just working shit. Yeah. yeah. And at least season one had Purple Man in it, who is such a compelling devastatingly character. terrifying oh yeah but yes like i think compelling is also a really good word of like Comel- compellingly devastatingly terrifying yes yes it. where you are you are captivated by his performance yeah. because the the one episode he was here oh my this god season, yeah. that was, was breakout episode i was oh, yeah. season, so I angry how much i enjoyed him because he is again terrifying but mm-hmm. like the fact that it was her own consciousness formatting his shape Mm-hmm. was great yeah and he david Tennant is just amazing so that was just lovely oh yeah he's a treasure I mean, he was so funny anyway jessica jones yeah it was yeah it was okay Legit- it wasn't bad like no, i don't regret watching it wasn't it, but... daredevil ew <laughs> okay how about this it wasn't iron fist season one well i mean that's, that's a low fucking bar <laughs> that, that um... bar is underground <laughs> <laughs> i have to say that that i think the the problem with her with the her mom arc is that it was the same question over and over again. Of, yeah, we never went anywhere. Yeah, yeah. It was just, oh, there's nothing to do with her mom. So, oh, no, I guess I'll have to send her to jail. And then she's in jail. And then, oh, no, what else can I do about her? And then she's out of jail. And, oh, no, what can I do? And there's just the same problem over and over again. Yeah. With no real resolution. And it just felt like, even in the end, Jessica never actually made a choice. She just kept going back and forth between what sounded best in the moment. Yeah. And she never made a solid decision. That, yeah, Trish that, had to make that choice for her. Yeah. In a goopy way. Which is like... I'm legit kind of... I'm all right with it. I don't mind so much. At the end, when Trish was like, this is how it had to happen, and you couldn't have made that call. And I think what she was really saying is, you shouldn't have had to make that call. 
I am the one who needs to make that call for you. That's what we are to each other. Mm -hmm. Because Mm -hmm. Jessica has saved her and pulled her out from underneath her mother how many times? This is just a little bit more final. (laughs) Direct about it. Because the the moms are the same, but they're so different. There's either the fucking raft or death for this person. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, I honestly kind of wish that Trish had made that exact point when yeah. they had that conversation at the door. She would have said, our moms are both terrible and I cannot handle my mom the same way that you can. You protect me from her. No, and I so would, yeah. in this case, I wanted to be the one to protect you. Yeah, you know, yeah. that actually would have been a lot better way for her to approach yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do like that she stood by her choice. She was like, it had to end this way. I'm... I'm sorry it had to, but I'm not sorry I did it, which I really I admire about her, even mm-hmm. though it damaged her relationship. But legitimately, I thought at the very end when she was going to, like, text someone, I thought she was going to text Trish dinner tonight. And, like, then they could get back to, like, being together. Mm-hmm. This other one is fine, I guess. I like it. But, like, I like we that know she's reaching that out to it's somebody. not. Well, no, because OTP Luke Cage, I'm yo, saying. Gotta make that sweet, sweet baby. And also, like, they made it seem like, oh, this is a final breakup between her and um, Trish. No. I think that for a little while, she just needs to get over the grief part. And then she'll remember how much Trish, who's actually been there for her entire life, matters. And this one crazy woman who showed up that she barely remembers isn't as important as what she has with Trish. Yeah. I kind of hope Trish tries to keep in touch with her and keep saying, we're sisters. We value each other. You matter to me. I know I matter to you. Just to kind of, like, not let Jessica bury herself. Yeah, just maybe sending, like, sending her notes every once in a while, not really re- expecting a response, yeah. but just being like, hey, I'm thinking about you, let me know how you're feeling, and mm-hmm. just, like, keeping that line of communication open so that when Jess is ready, she can. Yeah. Because I, I totally get where she's coming from when she says, I wish it hadn't been you, because now when I, I look at yeah. you, that's all I can think about, which makes sense because she's in the midst of very early grieving. Yeah. And so she has to figure all that shit out. Mm-hmm. But hopefully once she can process and move on. I mean, legit, like, not even hopefully. It's really shitty writing if this is what breaks them up. Because, oh, like, yeah. that woman mattered little to nothing compared to what Trish is for Jessica. Yeah, because I really think it wasn't even so much about, like, the physical presence of her mom. It was that her mom was this connection to what she thought her life should have been. Yeah. And so it's not even really about... Her mom at all, it's about the representation of this life that she can't have anymore. Yeah, Yeah, that life is again close to her. Yeah, Yeah, so she has to really process that that life is gone and she's never going to have it back. Mm Mm-hmm. But I did, I did also think that it was, it was really interesting to hear her make the point about how she was just existing and so how she doesn't actually know how to live, which I think is, is really important. And it feels like for somebody who's coming out of a depression, that's for somebody who, for a long time has only been able to self-medicate with booze and maybe to figure out maybe I don't want to just coast and and exist and breathe. Maybe I want to try to figure out how to actually be happy, mm-hmm. which I think would be great for her. Mm-hmm. But because this is a Netflix, a Netflix show, that probably won't actually happen. <laughs> yeah. That's like how I really want uh, Frank Castle to like go to therapy and then open an ice cream shop or something. And just be with Karen and be happy. Yes. That's how I want all superhero stories to end. Go, gosh. Domestic superheroes. I, I have worked through my trauma and my PTSD. Let's and open a coffee shop. Now I can really actually be happy. I'm going to be a florist. <laughs> it's a modern day equivalent of you want your D&D character to eventually retire and open an inn. Yeah. Sure. Dude, that, no, Mo- that no is- I'm I'm stuck on modern day equivalent. Like, D&D is something from the 1600s. <laughs> 
Ye, ye I mean, old, kind of is. Ye old Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> Whatever. Dungeons with an extra E. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Dragon. Anyway, let's talk about Luke Cage. I hate his dad. God, his dad sucks. His dad's growing on me slightly. I'm not going to lie. Is it because it he punched is, that guy? It is because he punched that guy. Too little, too fucking Oh, no. Late. His dad's a total douchebag. He a turd. I, I'm hoping that... Yeah, good. You see? Single. He a turd. Continent. So easy. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping that this kind of keys him into, hey, you know, Luke knows what he's talking about. Maybe you should actually... Listen. Yeah, respect him as an adult. So, can we... What? Parents respecting know, their children as adults? What kind of crazy are you talking? Can we talk for an hour about how Shades is the best boyfriend? Oh, my God. Boyfriend? Can this whole... Let's let, fuck the rest of the episode, because who gives a <laughs> shit? Let's talk about the scene in the burnt-out house. Let's talk about the fact that Shades is, like, being poisoned slowly, and Mariah is being poisoned slowly against each other, and then Shades shows up and forces them to say what's actually going on, and then reminds her who she is, and how badass she is, and then commits back to the two of them doing this together. Yeah. One full hour, please. Welcome to my TED Talk about Shane's the best <laughs> boyfriend ever. <sighs> the first part is about Peter Kavinsky, and the second yes. part is about Shane's. <laughs> I'm, trying to put, I'm trying to find the right pictures to build a tweet that is basically, get you a man who is both. And just like a picture of Peter Kavinsky and a picture of Shane's. Yes! Yes! <laughs> I like it. Anyway, that scene happened, and I was, like, choked up and so turned on and just, like, fuck me right up. It was super nice. I love that guy. Because I thought for sure they were going to fight. For sure oh, yeah, this is going to be a throw-down match. That's what, tropey, that's what you would expect would yeah, happen. Yeah, is, oh, yeah. you know, we've had all these things. There's been some misunderstandings. Everyone hasn't been completely They're truthful. evil, so there's not a lot of trust. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we're I was just waiting. Have a I was stupid like, fight, mm-hmm. and this instead, whole, the whole season is building to them no longer trusting and breaking up. But instead, yeah, instead, he's like, "Look, no, you're dope as fuck. Mm-hmm. I love the hell out of you. Let's go like make babies in this weird burnt Loved out it. house." Loved it. I like how he's like, "The second you threw Cornell through that window, you became a gangster." And I was like, "Fucking remind her of her power." And then please. he called her a queen. Ah! It's like, what are, you, what are you going to do? You're going to move upstate and open a food truck? No, no. <laughs> you are a gangster, and we will adapt. We will, I like yeah. that. What do what do gangsters do? He's like adapt. I was like, girl, you better put a ring on that finger right, right? fucking yeah. now. Uh, I love it. It it sadly says something about TV that like these two terrible people have, have yeah like such a good relationship. Oh <laughs> well, it just it reminds me of. Kingpin and Melissa. How their relationship was the only relationship that had any, like, true connection and feeling and depth at all. And they were the fucking villains. Man, villain relationships. Uh, Yes. Netflix nailing it on the villain relationships. Who gives a shit about the good guys? I don't even care. Well, because I think they, a lot of times... I'm going to overgeneralize here, but they the the hero has to be you know quote unquote torture all the time, yeah. mm-hmm. and so that leads to being a sad sack and, and having a tough time in and, a relationship. Yeah, and being like, oh, I, either I don't deserve you, or you are in danger Go because away from of me. me. Yeah. Whereas the villains are just having a good time. Yeah, and they're like, no, you're my girlfriend now slash boyfriend now. You, no one's going to touch you, and if we they, are fucking ride or die. Yeah, and if they. If anybody hurts you, I'll shoot them in the face nine times. As Janet says, they have all accepted the ride or die protocol. Yes, ride or die protocol. Um, I also <laughs> was really enjoying um, when uh, Misty got in Shade's face about 
or got in Mariah's face about Shades, her boyfriend, and it was like, he, what did she call him? Um, oh, shit. A Bambi or something? A fawn. A fawn. Because oh, yeah. <laughs> that's what cougars like. And I'm like, girl, you better step off. He came after her, and he came after her hard. Yeah. I remember season one. He saw her push that dude through a window and went, yes. It was straight up before that. I think the first time he saw her being, like, hard-ass Mariah Stokes, he was mm-hmm. like, oh, no, she's great. <laughs> oh, no, she's hot. Oh, no, she's hot. Also, he did a lot of really good emotional work this episode. The, the scene with um, Darius's mom was, like, yeah. mm-hmm. fraught with tension. Well, and even the scene with him and Misty. Uh, also When terrible. she's showing all the pictures of Chi. Ugh. And, like, dude just does amazing face emoting. I love him. Really? Yeah, like, I seriously want to watch Sons of Anarchy. I know, I'm, like, so guy. angry. We gotta watch Sons well, of Anarchy now. And I, I honestly really love how he uses the sunglasses in his acting. Mm-hmm. That he, when he takes them off... He's a different is, person. It's like literally taking down a barrier. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That this is when yeah. I'm vulnerable. Yep. I show you my whole face, my expressive, amazing face. I sh- and And... In that moment, I'm showing you, like, who I really am. Yes! And you can see him, especially in this episode, because it was really emotional for him. Every time he put those on, he stood up a little straighter. Mm -hmm. His shoulders got taller. Yes. Like, he he almost, like, took a breath and became Shade's fucking Alvarez. Yeah, persona that he's built up. Mm -hmm. Ugh! Yeah, it's like the difference between, you know, at-work person and your more relaxed person. I just, like, I want him to love me, and I'm not gonna apologize. (laughs) I will wash all the blood out of all of his clothes. Oh. <laughs> I don't even care. That's so sweet. Oh, honey, you're going to be out late? I'll have cookies when you get home. Mm-hmm. My cookies God. in my vagina. Don't put cookies in that, your vagina. No, that's, that's how you get a UTI. Yeah. No, we're going to have sex and eat cookies together. Okay. Still sounds like a yeast infection. <laughs> oh, don't, don't do that. Cookies are for after. Yeah. What's that line from Mommy I Loved? Oh, um, yeah. Be still my beating vagina. That's what I think every time Shades shows up and you it's say like as the if best I've seen girlfriend. Mom, yeah. Look, man, I told you about it. You haven't. I thought you liked musicals. How have you not seen Mama Mia? It's not a musical. It's an ABBA show. Yeah, yeah I'm a little. I'm a, I'm a little off put by it because I hear that the singing is actually terrible and because it's I'll just, tell you right now. I'll tell you right now. Yeah. It's a fucking delight, and I hate myself. <laughs> well, also because, like you said, it's just it's just people singing songs. It's not like don't a take real his hand. Musical. It's a trick. Don't Hands take his in hand. Everyone, it's a trick. Mama Mia night. Oh, be you have to. Beatrice, 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 doing Beatrice, it. Beatrice, Beatrice, you know how uh, I feel about uh, musicals. Uh, Beatrice. <laughs> I love how, like, one month it's the purge night, and the next month it's Mama Mia. Night. Look, we are we complex are people, complicated <laughs> and interesting people with eclectic tastes. Back off. Yes. Also, I love that I made Monica watch Alien vs. Predator, and she fucking loved it. I fucking it. loved oh, it. Oh, nice. Guys, we need to have a BPTV go to the movies and watch Predator. The new one! And, dude. I'm hype! No joke. I I was super down on that, and then we went to the, the panel for it, and just... The, oh my god, the cast chemistry is so fantastic. There are super so excited. many good people in this yeah. fucking movie. Also, Olivia Munn, love of my life. Yeah. Alright, uh, so, so that's great. Luke Cage. That's all that really matters. Is um, Shades and Mariah. Well, we ha- we also have Bushmaster, like, really stepping up the heat on everybody. Uh, they they staged an attack in front of the precinct. That wasn't they- staged. There was an attack. Well, they... Uh, okay, sorry. Uh, they, they performed an attack. An attack happened. They executed an attack. Okay, executed. He I- put out a bounty, and two idiots with machine guns tried to kill Mariah in front of the police department. Yes. And then they also overran uh, 
the the church, Luke's dad's church. They didn't come they out. Escaped. You don't bring guns into church. That's fucked up. Like even in wartime, there were rules about how you can't bomb a church. Not actually against it. It's just a I, I ain't got time for that. I don't know. Nah. Look, man. Why does that piece of land get to be more sacred than my home? I'd rather schools be more sacrosanct. There are definitely children at schools, and schools I mean, are yes, secular. That's true. That's a, is that right? Yes, Sec- secular. But at the end of this episode, we get Luke telling Misty, hey, you still got Danny's number? You ah! should give him a call. And legit, I am excited for this because I I, I've heard this is best Danny Rand. Also, well, we've seen every time Danny's around other people, he's not the fucking worst. Yeah. He's only terrible on his show. But then on... On mm-hmm. Defenders, he was actually pretty all right. Yeah. Show itself, not, not great. super great, but Danny was a lot more enjoyable. And I think also it it honestly probably helped. Like I really feel like Iron Fist was rushed out the door, and there oh, just yes. wasn't enough time for anything, the thing, the, and it suffered yeah. because. And of the that. worst part too is like Netflix doesn't have deliverable dates. They could have easily been like, "We want to do this right for you. We want to make sure you enjoy it. It's going to be three more months." Yeah, and yeah. all of us have been like. Fine! Or just, and like, I know they wanted to get Iron Fist out before Defenders, but just put Defenders out first, make it one more episode where the first one mostly just introduced Danny, mm-hmm. and then have season one of Iron Fist happen after the Defenders. Sure, why not? Yeah. Or just be like, two years ago. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah, just have season one be an entire flashback. whoop de Yeah, who gives a shit? Nobody cares. No one cares. Yeah. Yeah, and the thing is, is that I do honestly feel bad for that young actor playing Danny. Yeah. Because it's not his fault. And, and we, he and was we, good in other stuff. Yeah, we do talk a lot of shit about his, his acting ability in there, but I feel like most of that was was because he was so rushed. Well, he was rushed, and the writing was rushed. Yeah. So yeah. I'm sure that he didn't have a lot to work with. The directors were rushed. The filming was probably rushed, so it's not mm-hmm. like he got all the takes he made needed yeah. and it's the yeah, same with yeah. his fighting like yeah. it's not great he went to what like a clinic for three weeks, weeks or yeah, something to learn come on martial arts no. whereas the girl plays colleen i think she she's trained up on other shows for years yeah. oh, so yeah. she has a lot of stuff coming in which is great for her character but like not that great for danny yeah on the flip side you know maybe just hire somebody who knows this right off the bat crazy i could literally i am picturing five different asian dudes who could have done this yeah. fucking role and have that ma- that either their own martial art background or they've been in other shit. Yeah, didn't happen. Yeah. Oh it my sucks. god, who's the Hopefully who's the lead guy out into the Badlands? I literally that was the first uh, one I, I thought of. She always is good. I also went Donnie Yen. He's a little old to be Danny Rand, but I don't give a shit. That dude is hot and fly as hot. fuck. I love him. He's dope. He's, he's he is dope. Something coming up soon, and I'm really excited. Oh, is it Triple X Four? Oh man. <laughs> No, uh, wait, is he in Triple X 4? I don't think is there, there is a Triple X. Damn it! Quadruple X? I'm so into it, though. If there was, I would be there opening night. Here's my $15. <laughs> no, it's, uh, I think it's Ip Man 4. Um, Shut your so, mouth! Well, I mean, they're making that, and then I feel like maybe Jackie Chan's in it. Uh, Shut your giant turd mouth! I don't... Oh, yep. Oh, my God. Wait, is his mouth made of turds or full of turds? I'm trying to replace whore. It's hard. <laughs> okay, yes. Oh, I need this movie. Yeah, so it's Donnie Yen, Jet Li, and Jackie Chan. Ah! What? What the fuck? That is, is going to be dope. Is it called? Is it It Man Four? Yeah. Holy shit! Balls. Remember our amazing It Man weekend? Yes. Holy motherforking shirt balls. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so that was Luke Cage. Uh, we end with calling Danny Rand. I assume we're going to get the Heroes for Hire arc starting next episode. Yes, and so. I am very excited. Because we... 
yeah, have five more episodes. So actually, that that could be a good like kind of wrap up to this. Mm-hmm. Them solidifying their their business. Except that Iron Fist Two is happening, so it's not like we're gonna get a Heroes for Hire. Like legit, they should just scrap Iron Fist Two and just make Heroes for Hire season. Oh, one. Oh sure, sure. Yeah. I would love it. I would love it too. But what if we do Iron Fist Two, Defenders Two, Heroes for Hire season one, and then no one gets their own fucking shows anymore? I mean, I'm fine with that. Daredevil needs his own show. I will take you he out is, back. Look, and I'll he put has you out of my misery. Too much angst for just one show. <laughs> There's so Actually, much guilt. Daredevil was a lot more delightful on Defenders than in his own fucking show. Oh yeah, well because he's like I feel like all of these characters play better off of other people. Yeah. Yes. Like you need the the bouncy buoyant Danny Rand playing off of the very sad sack grouchy Matt Murdock yeah. with like Luke Cage trying to parent them and Jessica over on the other side just rolling her eyes at yeah. everything. Like they they work so well together. Yeah, team dynamics are always better. Mm-hmm. I mean, I find that anytime you watch a movie and it's just and and like and you you have the scene of like the Look one at guy you, Mission Impossible 2. Yes. When it's just the <laughs> one dude, it sucks. Well, all the James Bond movies where there was no Q or M were not as fun as the oh, ones yeah. where there was a Q and an M. Yeah. And Money Penny. Like, you lose his backup team, and it's just, like, this one angry dude doing stuff. Well, because, yeah, when you've got four or five people working together, then there's more opportunity for fun banter. There's better dialogue. You know, it, it just it makes every scene more fun. Well, and I think it's less heavy, because once it's just the good guy versus the bad guy, every scene has to be, like, serious. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about Earp O'Clock. Earp O'Clock! And how this is just one of the great shows of our generation. Right. And it's, uh, it's Christmas time. In August. Well, they, they all, I don't know. I think it's always just winter in purgatory. Yeah. Actually, have we ever had a summer episode? Like, purgatory's just always got snow on it. Yeah. yeah. Just part of being in purgatory. <laughs> it. I mean, it could be they just do the timing of the show where, because it does seem like time passes between each season. So we're just mm. always watching it in the, like, November to February range. Did they have an episode where it was a heat wave? And everybody was real hot. Was yeah, that a, and it got up was to, like, a, 50. Was maybe? that a fanfic I read? What? <laughs> Jesus Christ. We, we've gone full weird. Wait, why do I remember this? Oh, no, they did a Heat Wave episode on my Heart of Dixie show. Oh, that, I don't. Yeah. But anyway. No, no. Just stop. Okay. Winona Earp. We open. It's Christmas. Their I love mom's that there. it's Christmas in, in August, yeah. by the way. That's great. Uh, their mom's there. She's she's super hyped to have like an actual family Christmas mm-hmm. uh, because she's spent her last twenty odd Christmases in a mental institution haunted by a demon. Yeah, so this must be very nice. Well, yeah, because normally, apparently, their eggnog is scrambled. I was like, oh, good joke, Mama. I like it because it's eggs. I get it. <laughs> but, like, do you get it though? There's no nog. It's all eggs. I'm leaving. Um. So we we find out more about Waverly's dad in this. He they keep saying he's an angel. I it's really weird. I hope he just is an angel because that'd be dope. Um, well, because the thing is, it, and it's it's true of myself as well that you're watching a show that tells you that demons are real and hell is real, and you're like, yeah, okay, cool, and you just accept that. But then when you get to the point where they're like, no, also angels, you're like, wait, what? This yeah, which is weird. Is- didn't we have this conversation on Supernatural yeah. a million years like, ago? Yes. Dean like doesn't believe in angels, but he's like literally seen hell, and they're all um. You said doesn't make sense. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that, like the first time Cassidy shows up, and he's like, "No, what are?" Yeah, no, he didn't believe him. Yeah, which wait, I don't know. Maybe like reflects poorly on us. Is it Sam that doesn't believe in angels? 
Um, and you said Cassidy. I think you mean Castiel. Wait, what's Cassidy from? Oh, that's Preacher. Cassidy from Preacher. Uh, tomato Potato. Yes. Uh, They're both kind of angels. Dean, I think, think about it. believed that he was an angel because Dean has seen weird shit. And, of course, he gets the full light show of Cass showing up and being like, I am an angel of the Lord. And surviving that demon blade. But then Sam's, like, soft about it and says that, like, oh, I've spent all this time praying and nothing ever happened, so I don't believe in God. Yeah, well, he's a big old baby. That's true. I'm sorry, but if... If I had to vote for a brother, Dean's way better. Correct. Agreed. Okay, good. I, I didn't know if I'd have to fight somebody here, but... No, Dean no. Dean, Dean is problematic, but he's the best brother. Yeah. If that show had had if that show had any, like, real ovaries, they would have made Dean bisexual seven years ago, but whatever. Oh, that would be great. Can we focus Let's up focus on up. fucking Just making, like, the, the Sarah Lance of Supernatural banging his way across the country. I mean, that's what he's doing, but it's with women. Well, yeah, yeah, but make it with everybody. Anyway, uh, Winona Earp, so it's Christmas, uh, mom's back, they they can't have the the menstrual angel up there. Uh, uh, I looked at that angel and went, is that made out of tampons? Oh, yeah, dude, like, <laughs> It's also called glance. the menstrual. That's right. Oh, I knew they had a really good name for it, <laughs> and also I love it. Oh, that's great. And then everybody's rocking, like, terrible sweaters, and Winona wears a onesie, uh, and then uh, poor Nicole has to dress like an elf and go help Sheriff uh, Santa. Yeah. Sa- Santa Nedley. You rolled right through poor Nicole and I heard a poor Nicole and I was thinking of like a barnacle but for porn and then like my whole head spun off my body. That's weird. I know. Or Are you watching awesome. like weird sea under under the ocean porn? You don't know my life. It's true. I don't. Don't judge me. <laughs> so uh, while, while Sheriff Nedley is santing it up, a kid gets kidnapped he has kind of a breakdown is like, this, mm-hmm. this is just, this is the thing that breaks my back. Oh my God, I can't deal with this. I'm going to hide in my office. And so Nicole's out there busting butts, runs across a, a cool firefighter guy that, what, Charlie? I hate His him. name is Charlie. Oh, what's wrong with Charlie? He's here to replace dolls and he's white and lame. Oh. Uh, and I'm mad about it. Yeah, I'm, okay. I'm like, I'm, I'm fine with like the inclusion of Charlie because whatever. I, uh, but I am mad at Winona. I'm sh- more disappointed in Winona. <laughs> I'm not mad. I'm, <laughs> I'm just, just disappointed. disappointed that instead of having real talk with with Doc about how she feels, she instead runs off and bones a stranger. What's well, because both of them are twelve year olds deep true. down inside. Well, now one is a vampire twelve year old. Oh man, it's I don't know how I feel about this at all. Clusterfuck. Yeah, I'm not excited. I'm I'm excited for. Doc, so we're skipping to the end. Uh, Doc goes, talks to his wife. I honestly, I don't know why this is going to help her with him being a vampire. I don't know either. But uh, she bites him. Uh, the, the assumption is he will become a vampire. I, I think it might be good for him just because he can get over his hang up about being mortal again. Because that had been a real problem. And we, it looks like these are more like the, the Twilight vampires anyway, because they're out and about in the daylight. So they obviously don't have the sun problem, even though they have the the camera problem still. I don't know. I guess it feels so so much a thing that you just can't take back, and so I'm I'm nervous no about cure. it. I'm nervous about it because I feel like either they're going to try to find a way to take it back, and it's going to feel like a cheat, or it's just going to be this this either or it's going to be something we just never talk about, or it's going to be super weird. So I don't know. I'm I have a mixed bag of emotions. About I it. I assume it's going to be weird for the rest of the season, and then it's just a becomes commonplace. Doc's a vampire, and here we are. Okay, I don't know. I don't know. how I feel I'm I'm mad at both him and Winona for not fucking 
Oh, yeah, they're both dum-dums. And it's frustrating. Mm -hmm. But, you know... Well, at least uh, at least Nicole and Waverly are on good relationship oh, ground. Man. They're so cute. banging night and day. Banging. Well, so I really like how, and it shouldn't be something that I notice and I'm excited about, but I'm very happy with how well her mom is written toward it. Of just oh, cool. All right, that's cool. great. You're, I I really don't care. You're that now. Do your cool. thing. Yeah. And also telling Winona that she needs to go get a get some loving. <laughs> It's like you're that that's too much information. I also love that her mom caught, killed, skinned, and served her own turkey. Well yeah, because yeah. store store bought isn't good enough for her girls. Well, because I'm watching her <laughs> Monica would never make it on a farm. <laughs> Monica's not here for that. Monica would like to go to the store and buy things. <laughs> yeah, we never bought a turkey when I was growing up. We what? didn't we didn't buy a turkey until probably I was in I college. won't even touch a turkey. What regardless of where it's bought. Chop the head off a turkey? No. Okay. Uh, but it was, I was watching, so I was, I was watching her, like, taking the, the, the guts out of that turkey, and I was like, that's a lot of blood. But I guess it makes more sense, because when you buy it at the store, they've removed all the blood. Yeah, it's been drained already. No, like, my, my dad hunted a bunch of other random birds, so it would be like, instead of, like, one big turkey, we'd have, like, a pheasant, and we'd have... Oh, that's fun. A couple of ducks, or, or partridge, or whatever we're Ducks eating. are really good. Mm-hmm are super fatty let's go they're not my favorite it doesn't matter <laughs> um so really the important thing we need to talk about is the tragic and sad loss of jeremy's mustache no 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 joke i miss it so no! much his face looks sad and empty now no that's only because you're a beard haver also yeah. that's because his boyfriend didn't call him back he yeah got ghosted that doesn't mean you shave your mustache off. No, that means you he, grow an even bigger the, mustache. He shaved the facial hair to, as a sign that he liked someone else and was over Doc. Yes. Fine. And I liked, I loved the, like, the bro talk that he and Doc had. Oh, yeah, that, that was, was super lovely. nice. I think I'm, I'm constantly, and I think this just says about the kind of show we're running here and the, the showrunner is that we have this dude from 150 years ago who could have been super weird about yeah. the fact that this young gay kid obviously is super into him mm-hmm. but jeremy's just rolling with he it. just rolls with it and when when he finds out that that jeremy's having bad luck like he gives him a hug you know there's there's like, no he's like, not weird about oh this guy has a crush on me i shouldn't be affectionate yeah. yes yeah but and he like yeah. he a step like even with just with the the hand thing like he establishes boundaries of mm-hmm. this isn't my thing i'm super excited for you to get down with a dude yeah that's great go get pounded mm-hmm <laughs> that was surprisingly graphic i look i i didn't know where that sentence was going i'm worried for me i'm worried a little bit about new boyfriend robin because i'm pretty sure he has that goop in him yeah Yeah. whatever that big ball thing was then followed up by that neon green goo well and even like even the episode before though he was coughing up something yeah so now he's got even more crap in him and he needs to talk to them and tell them the truth and then they can fix him and he's not going to and Mm -hmm. it's going to be a whole thing yeah. Um, I also really liked that he and Jeremy got to kiss, and it was like a real kiss. Yeah, that and they it, actually showed and didn't cut away from. Mm-hmm. And they didn't do the thing where, like, they kiss, but you only see, like, the back of somebody's head. Yeah, it's yeah. like you only see the back of, like, one head, so you can't really see if they're kissing. They could just be, like, really face close. Yeah, like they, fucking like, Yuri on Ice, yes. where, yeah, uh they made out. That makes me fucking crazy. Just, yeah. like, film the kiss film like the kiss. any other kiss. Like any, any kiss. Just film it. Film it. Mm-hmm. If you're going to imply it was there, just show us it was there. Yeah. Ugh, yeah, I, I really like what this show does for 
Mm-hmm. Queer stuff in general. Yes. It makes me happy. The queerest show on television. I don't know if that's true. I don't know if that's true either. But. It, but it's it's great. We I'd say top, top 12. Top, there's, there's only nine, so. <laughs> well, then it's within the top 12. Um, so the, the, the main story for this though was, uh, Balshar was stealing people and using weird. Well, the main story of this is Balshar likes to punish people for their ancestors problems. Yeah. Sins of which the father, doesn't yeah. seem that great. Yeah. I hate that Cause so that much. kid was like, what? 15? Yeah. If that. If that. Oh, yeah, he didn't have anything to do with something that happened 150 years ago, you piece of shit. Yeah. But so, so they sucks. like. Balshar and his minions were kidnapping people and feeding them weird. I mean, this doesn't really matter. Plant balls and it'll, green goop. It'll and... come to something later, but basically, it sucks. And Balshar is the worst. Yeah, I do like his dapper evil look that he's got going on now. Oh, I know. Like, mm-hmm. dude's on point. Also, yeah. I like dapper Santa Claus Balshar. Yes, that was also that was great. pretty great. Um, I'm here for the sartorial choices. <laughs> That's our word of the day in our house of laziness. Sartorial. Nice. I think right. you texted that to me earlier, too, in some random contest. Yes, I did. <laughs> All right. Anything else happened this episode? No? Um, Winona and Charlie got down. Jeremy made out. Everybody's Nicole had a down. really nice, like, I, I don't know, like, when Waverly was dancing for Nicole, <laughs> there was weird, like, undertone music and i definitely thought something bad was going to happen and then it shifted to the nice song oh my god and bobo del rey is free oh bobo del rey is free because waverly's Mama dad is an angel and we know the angel's name and it's something dumb like it's like jason julian. or something julian, julian. yeah I'm sounds like, like somebody who works at the coffee shop <laughs> he's got a hipster beard he's got a man he, bun. he rides a bike Oh man, I'm into the man bun. God damn it. No, did, I'm actually into the man bun. Did you see you can get uh fake man buns? No! I would what I would totally men do to women. I would totally get one if I wouldn't have to just jam it into my bald scalp. <laughs> anyway, that's all that was this episode, right? Yeah, Bobo is free. Out. Julian is the name of the dad. He's somewhere. Yeah. I don't know, this show just even like this feels like not much happened, but then I go back and think about him like so much happens even on their like filler it's episodes. Like, it's like the opposite of Luke Cage and Jessica Jones yeah. this season. I love it. I love this show. All it right. is a constant delight. It's great. I love it. It's probably, It was my favorite this season, this week. Mm-hmm. Alright. You're up, girl. What happened on Preacher? Okay, so the only thing that really happens on this episode of Preacher is what Cass was doing. So I'm just gonna really quickly on two minutes tell you what was going on with everyone else. <laughs> And then we'll talk about Cass. And then we'll talk about Cass. Grandma's dying. So Tulip comes up with a way to rob a bank where Mom, Mother Boyd or the other whatever magical, mystical voodoo lady Boyd keeps her, like, soul pieces. <laughs> and it works because Tulip is amazing. So they steal all the soul pieces from the other bank that belongs to voodoo lady Boyd, mm-hmm. give it to Grandma. Grandma wakes up. Grandma then kidnaps lady Boyd, steals her soul and eats it. Jesus. And then... Um, Jesse shoots voodoo lady Boyd in the face and goes, uh, nothing's worse than living without a soul. And if you want us to stay, we're going to do it my way. And that's all that happened. And it was fine. Here's I what's love, going I on with the, Cass. I love the finger guns as you were telling that story. <laughs> and I'm very sad that the listeners could not appreciate it. Because Jesse had a gun. Um, Cassidy got kidnapped by a coven of vampires last episode. So he wakes up in a old lady's basement. And there's this dude in, like, a ruffled cravat and long-ass French hair from the 
1700s talking about his children and let les enfants du sang. And it was just like the most amazing thing. It was like an Anne Rice novel come to life. Was that Children of the Blood? The Children of the Blood! Blood. (laughs) It was like Les les Enfants du Sang. Something like that. But yes, Children of the Blood. So, basically, Cassie is like, this is all bullshit. You're all bullshit. I hate every one of you. I'm out. And then the leader goes, well, hang on a second. I'm not bullshit. And Cassie's like, you absolutely fucking are. And then it turns out that guy's like straight up a real vampire. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So he's this real vampire who walks around like it's 1780s and like has like ruffled sleeves and stuff. Oh my God. And so then. Way too much Anne Rice. uh, So then he and Cassidy go like out because Cass is like, let me show you like what it's really like out here for vampires. Right. And so they go out to a bar and Cassie's making fun of him. Like, how do you get laid? Like, look at you. Cass is like, let me show you how it's done. Goes to hit on this girl, gets shot down. Because <laughs> he's he's wearing a Cass outfit, so he doesn't, like, whatever. Yeah. Um, and then the dude goes, watch this, and goes, hey, pretty lady, come to me. And his, like, vampire powers, like, kick on, seduces this lady and her dad, makes out with both of them, and then shapeshifts into a cat. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Like, he's making out with the both of them together, and then Cassidy is like, what the fuck? And then he, like, disappears, and the, the daughter and the dad are like, you're a pervert! Let's go, dad! And they, like, leave, and Cass is like, but it wasn't me! It was the, what? You could be invisible! And he starts, like, waving where the guy was with his hands, and then all of a sudden this voice comes, is like, not invisible, and it's a cat! It's a black cat, like, talking! Oh my god. Uh, I was like, what? Did Cassidy just never knew he could have these powers? Okay, so he turns back into a human person, and Cass is like, what the shit? What? And so then um, the guy, like, takes Cassidy flying, because he can fly. He can fly? He can fly. So Cassidy goes flying, and they do all this fun stuff, and he goes, okay, now will you come to our, like, blood ritual? Which Cassidy at first had said, no, thank you. He's like, uh, yes? Yeah, now he's like, fucking, I'm fucking there. So he's just... Dope. This dude is dope. So he shows up to the blood ritual, and it's basically what you would think. He picks one of his, like, children of the blood to turn into a vampire, turns him into a vampire, drinks his blood, and then Cassidy flips out, because he's super against yeah. turning people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he his, he gets mad. He's like, how dare you? This Like, you're ruining people's lives and stealing, like, their futures just so you can do parlor tricks and turn into a cat. Like, who gives a shit about all that stuff? I hate you. Let's fight. So he tries to, like... <laughs> fight the vampire dude but it's like slow motion bullet time and the vampire guy like dodges all the bullets in this really like hilariously condescending way and Cassidy at one point is just like watching his fist like miss this guy like what am I even doing <laughs> it was great so then the guy goes look bud I don't turn just anybody because at one point in the fight Cass points out you know I turned someone and it was a mistake I turned my son and he sucked and the vampire goes well I only turn good people I do that on purpose everyone who's here yes they're like fans and they're weird but they're good people at heart and i only turn people who will continue to be a good person they just happen to also be vampires and Cass is like yeah my son was kind of a dick (laughs) which is cute so the the vampire basically is a good dude he is lonely though because like he has all these like followers or whatever yeah but it's not the same as having right he's like 300 years old and Cass mm-hmm. is 115 or something. And he, Cass is like, why are you following me around? Like, why are you showing all me, all, me all of this? Like, what is the point of today? 
And the dude goes, I'm lonely. I'm looking for a friend. Aren't you looking for a friend? And um, Cass basically was like, I don't need a friend. Friends are stupid. And, like, leaves. Well, that's because your friends are dirtbags. His friends are dirtbags. Um, so he leaves. And, like, the next scene is Tulip calls him because she's, like, checking in because they're friends. And basically <laughs> figures out that he's in a crack den doing some smack like he does. And basically is like, you keep yourself straight for us. We're coming for you. It's going to be you, me, and Jesse on the road again. And Cass, because I think he's trying to protect himself, basically throws down is like, I'm 115 years old. There have been dozens of you and Jesse's. And when you and Jesse are gone, there'll be a dozen more. I don't stay straight for anyone. And then hangs up on her. Um, and you're like, oh, dang. But the very next scene... Right back at the cat vampire dude's house. Mm -hmm. And, like, I think he's going to, like, hang out with these people and, like, be friends with another vampire and surround himself with, like, good weirdos instead of dirtbags. Don't worry. I mean, Jesse's going to fuck that up. Oh, Jesse's going to absolutely come and fuck that up. But, like, I like this for Cass in the moment. That does sound great, you know, to surround yourself with good-hearted weirdos. They're good-hearted weirdos. That's... There's actually this how I have lived my life. Honestly, that's the, <laughs> that's the, that's up, the buddy. goal. Yeah, up, buddy. <laughs> weirdo. There's actually a really funny point where they're like in this basement. It's decked out like it's like France in the 1700s, and there's like a guy on a spinneret like playing music. Which at oh one point, God. Cass is like, "Can you just stop? Just, just stop." And so they're like having I'm this. Gonna, like, I'm going to need you to define spinneret for me. It's like the tiny piano that they had in the 171800s in England, and it plays like the really kind of high pitched. It's like piano but it sounds like a harp mm. she okay. tells you that it's actually when you're kind of feeling like watching porn and, but you're like eh, maybe maybe not okay i'll just have a light spinneret no i mean that's actually the thing that happens <laughs> where, like reading something really dirty and you just kind of like press down on on your lady bits for a second and then continue reading yeah or like when you're like really spinneret yeah spinneret. you're reading fic but it's like 1230 already and i'm like i'm tired but i'm also horny am i more horny or am i more tired that's when i go you know what let's see if i get to have some dirty dreams and then i go to bed <laughs> anyway the funny thing happened they're like really serious there's like french weird spinneret that may not be what it's called music playing and um <laughs> grandma or muma mima comes down the stairs Whoa. And someone in the crowd goes, Mima, we're busy. And she goes, oh, Steven, I didn't know you had friends over. It was adorable. That's fantastic. Just good-hearted weirdos in some grandma lady's basement being good-hearted weirdos. I like it. And that was Preacher this week. That Yay. sounds pretty great. It was great, actually. I had a really good time. I've been, I was looking forward to this episode. Next episode, Cass is going to wear the most amazing outfit ever. He looks like a bee. I'm really excited. Like a bee? Like a bee. Like he's wearing <laughs> suspenders and a black and yellow striped shirt. Oh and just God. like running around with these good hearted vampire weirdos. But why? But why not? Yeah, that's fair. Okay. Okay. Oh, it looks like it might actually be called a spinet. Thank you. The guy was kind of there. Yeah. Uh, you were it like plays music. There. If you heard the music, you go, "Oh yeah, I, I know what that is." Yeah, it's the like classic, yeah. weird. It's an it's an instrument they had. If you couldn't afford a full piano, but you wanted your daughter to learn how to play a piano, and it was a different type of sound, a small and compactly built upright piano. Yeah, interesting. Anyway, okay, that was preacher. All right. Well, cool. That is it for our show. Uh, hit us up on NOTLG. 
Nope. Nope. Do you know where we live? Do you know where we no, are? I don't, where even are know, you right I don't even know where I am right now. Also, I think we should definitely call this episode Good Hearted Weirdos. <gasps> yeah. I really liked that moment, though, in the episode where Cass is like, you shouldn't do this. People are terrible. You can't turn everyone into vampires. And he goes, no, I do my research. These are good people. They put in the time. They've done the research. They know what they're signing up for. I've educated them. Mm-hmm. They're good people who happen to be vampires. Mm-hmm. And I really, I really like that. Because you don't get, you don't see that very often in vampire stuff where they think about who they're turning. It's just like, oh, you want to be like immortal or whatever? Yeah, because a lot of times it's more like you're turning people to be your minions. Yeah, so not just, to so their just, own. Yeah, so you want them to be ruthless and bloodthirsty and also follow direction. Yeah. And yeah. also you don't really care about them, so if they fuck up, you just kill exactly. them. Exactly. Whereas this guy's like, no, he's like built himself a little like vampire family. And mm-hmm. it's not explicitly stated, but it doesn't feel like he's creating minions. It feels like he has these weird friends, mm-hmm. he's doing them a solid, and then they'll be friends after. Yeah. Which is cool. Okay. And on that note, uh, hit us up at notlg.com slash TV, Facebook notlg.com that part doesn't matter just bampow tv <laughs> hey look it's been a while since i've done these shout outs apparently he's also uh, three beers in people it's true and that's about two and a half too many for me it's true Lightly. uh twitter at bampow tv mm-hmm. don't look at for us on instagram we're there but we don't post because we're disappointments womp womp uh but we will be back next week with only luke cage no jessica jones uh mm-hmm. preacher winona Earp. And then an episode of Earth's Mightiest Heroes and Young Justice. Yeah! We gotta figure out where we were. Cartoons are dope. Oh, we finished the first season of Young Justice. Yeah, but not my show we didn't. No, yeah, we we do need to backtrack to that. Yeah. Well, we will rummage through the archives and see what's up. Rummage is such a good word. I love it. it. So, uh, thank you for listening. We will see you next week. Same bam time, same pal channel. Bam! I'm going